Welcome to the Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast. So real quick, before I jump into the conversation with this week's guest, I just want to let you know what this show is about. Really, this show is just about all the conversations we, entrepreneurs, those of us who are the why notters, have around entrepreneurship. It's the conversation that you don't typically hear because you just see those fun posts on Instagram and Facebook where we're hanging out on yachts or we're making a ton of money and driving these fancy cars when reality is that's not real life. Real life is trying to figure out how you're going to pay bills, trying to figure out if you're going to make rent this month, trying to figure out if that new client really is going to help move you forward or if they're really going to bring you down. Really anything goes in these conversations and you, the listener, gets to eavesdrop in on these conversations that I'm having with fellow entrepreneurs. So grab your cup of coffee, grab your water, grab your tea, whatever it is that you enjoy, and a pen and paper because you're about to take some notes. Also, be sure to share this out. Oh, here comes my guest. Talk to you soon. Were you on a podcast recently that I was listening to? I can't remember where you were talking about Instagram and maybe selling on Instagram. Okay, was it Daniel? Hills, um, the Instagram stories, or maybe the um, the brand new you with Ryan. Might, it might have been the brand new you, but either way, I found either you way. on Instagram. Yeah, so I'm glad that we actually connected on social, but now we can connect in person here. Yeah. And give me a little bit uh, of your background because I don't know too much, and I I love that we're able to take our online connection offline here. I know. I love it too. That is another reason why I love Instagram, even though it's a bad rep sometimes. I've made, yes. I have so many Instagram friends that I would like love to meet in person one day. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I feel like, like probably most people like yourself too, I, it wasn't like, oh, I got out of school and had a great idea and just went with it. Um, I worked in like <laughs> kind of random positions. Um, I worked right out of college. I got a great job out in Denver, Colorado with a construction material company. Oh, cool. And yes, I did that for five years. I loved my boss. I loved the team, but I didn't love environmental compliance and like <laughs> walking around rock quarries. Sure. Um, it was fascinating at the same time, like just how how our roads come to be made and how our houses come to be built with concrete and the difference between cement. So I know, I know a little bit about that and that's interesting, but um, then I, I, um, I had a baby and I moved back home to Louisville, Kentucky and I got a job with a fitness publication selling oh, advertising to like treadmill companies. Yeah, and like software and that type of thing. And so I learned a lot about sales Okay. Um, which we can have a whole conversation. Yeah. Um, and then um, I sold marketing packages, which kind of led into what I'm doing now. So I just took the pieces of what I really enjoyed doing um, and the type of client that I really enjoyed working with and left last September and I'm doing those things now solo. Oh, that's exciting. Okay. Okay. This is so cool. So you're basically have taken your experiences over time and looked at what pieces that you enjoyed doing, what pieces you didn't enjoy so much, and then you packaged together the things that you like doing and decided to go ahead and 
try this entrepreneurship thing and see what happens. Totally, totally. Oh. And even within the last year doing that, it's, it's changed simply yeah. by doing things and realizing I don't love that, but I do love this. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, you probably can understand this. Like everybody is like, what's my passion? What's my yes. purpose? I don't know. Like, I want to hear your thoughts on this, but I don't know that we have like one passion or one purpose. I think that it might be a passion or a purpose for three to five years, and then it might evolve into something else. And I think knowing that takes a ton of pressure off. Like, what's yeah. like, what's my thing? And you don't know until you do things and realize, hated that, love this, keep doing more of this. But you can only find that out by doing, not thinking. So uh, 100%. Happens. Yeah, 100% agree. And that's, that's so true. Um, you know, when it comes to business and just doing things on our own, we have to realize that we start, we have to start. And then from there, we do grow and we do evolve. And, and if we don't, then we have to pause and really ask ourselves, what are we doing and, and why are we doing it? Because it's growth. We have to have that growth. Otherwise, we're in trouble. And so I completely agree. There, there, and the time frame could be different for everyone. There, you could be passionate and gung-ho about something for three months, six months, five years, 20 years. But it's only because the time frame, I think, comes, I should say, when you continue to grow. And, and you can be in that time frame for a longer period if you enjoy it and you're constantly learning new things. But then there's a shift, you know, even if we look at the um, more seasoned generation uh, of businesses and just even our parents and our grandparents, how they looked at work where they would work at one company for 30, 40 years. Like it's just, it's mind blowing. And to me, even when I was younger, I was like, I never want to do that because that seemed so crazy. I, I would be afraid. I was afraid when I got my full-time job. I always worked part-time jobs because I liked having different places to go and different things to do. And so, yeah, I, I, I was, I'm just kind of crazy like that. And uh, when I had my full-time job offer from Apple, I honestly was freaked out because I was like, I don't know if I want this. Like. <laughs> Everyone in society is like, no, you got to get a full-time job, 401k, benefits, all of the things, right? Yeah. And, and I'm like, yeah, I get that, but I, I don't know if I want to put all my eggs in one basket. You know, that's kind of how I've always played it. And so I, I took the job and, and it was fine. It worked out the way it needed to for the time being, but I also realized that there was something more, which is why I had to leave and do my own thing. Um, but it's just, it's so interesting because again, you just have to go with what are you feeling? What do you know? And, and can you grow with that? And then can you make those pivots along the way, which is awesome that you've done that. So how, what was the thing that made you decide to leave? Cause that's also scary. You're talking about being scared. Yes taking the job. It's scary leaving too. <laughs> yes. Oh, such a good question. So the universe kept telling me I got to go. Um, and I didn't want to listen. I am 
very, you know, I like to have a comfortable lifestyle and I like to have an income consistent and, and all of those things. So I didn't listen and I was like, okay, maybe in, you know, January, cause I wanted to wait for holiday season to get a little extra cash and then go from there. Uh, maybe in January, I'll make the change. And, um, and this was back in 2015. And I was thinking of 2016, making the change. And the universe was like, mm, it's not gonna work for us, Ed. You gotta go before December. <laughs> so I ended up after much hesitation with the universe, I actually ended up leaving in November of 2015 because of my increase in pay from Apple. So as weird as that sounds, it's one of those things where I had my performance review. I was number one in sales. I had everything. I couldn't do anything more. Like there's nothing more I could do. And I walked into my meeting and I heard what my raise was going to be typical 3%. And I didn't even know what the percentage translated to. And I actually don't even know if I heard the 3%. I just heard typical. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not going to work. And it, it didn't. And the, the last straw, because even when I left that meeting, I, again, I didn't comprehend what the dollar amount was. And I had a number in my head, but it wasn't necessarily the number that, well, it wasn't the number that they were giving me and I didn't know exactly what it translated to. So get this, I actually had to email HR after I got my next paycheck and ask them where my raise was because I didn't see it. And then they wrote back and they said, oh, it's there, it's right there, it's 26 cents. And I was in the break room and I leaned back in my chair and I just started laughing and I was like, you're kidding me. 26 cents for your number one sales guy. Like, like the universe, you, uh, you have told me what I needed to know. And this was the last draw. So I have to listen to the universe and I have to, I have to go and see what happens. And worse, this is what I told myself. Cause again, it's all about mindset and, and understanding what's out there. I told myself, listen, at the end of the day, if I have to get another part-time job or full-time job, I can. I'm employable. I can get any job I want. May not be the best job, may not be the job that I really want, but I can still get a job that can support me to do whatever else I want to. And that's always been my mindset, even with my first business. So I just had to, I had to take that chance. And it was, it was scary. And there was a lot of mornings where I woke up and I wasn't sure what I was doing. <laughs> I can relate. I can relate. I know. Yeah. I think uh, it gets to a point where, yeah, like I think that, I think first you have to like believe that more is possible, more than just a 3% raise. Yes. Just so conditioned to have those list of shoulds. Yep. But you hear people, and I, it's not crazy. Like it's very, it's very possible, as we know, to have like people are making fifty thousand dollars a month. You know, that was like not quite, but some people have that in their four hundred one k, and like they've been saving for years. Yeah. Um, and so to know that, like, oh my God, there's people out there making that much in a month, or even half that. So a, knowing like what's possible, and then b, thinking, could I do that? Right. And that takes a little while. And then realizing, oh my gosh, I have the potential to do something like that. 
And then it becomes like, wow, like you're the fear of like missing out on your potential becomes greater than missing out on, I guess that secure paycheck, that 3%. Yes. And that's the thing too, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe, uh, and you tell me as well, because uh, of people you're around, but the people that I come in contact with, friends, family, and just strangers who, who are one, impressed that I was able to do that, but two, are always questioning, yeah, but you left a stable, secure job. And for the most part, yes, that's true, but I always come back to thinking, you know, nothing is guaranteed. And at the end of the day, you can work for a company for 10, 20, 30 plus years and be flat broke and on the streets tomorrow. Like it, it can happen and it does happen. So to me, I'm always like, yeah, that's not really a good argument, but I don't know. Do you run into that with people that you come in contact with? Yeah. And even, even myself, like I was, you know, saying that to myself, like, why can't I just be happy? Because there was like a, a better part of a decade where I was not happy. I dreaded Mondays and that's a really long time. And I tried to psych myself up. Um, luckily, like my parents have always been super supportive, but there's other people who, yeah, are like, what? I don't get it. Can you just like, but what's interesting is that you and I were both in sales, which is like one of the least stable <laughs> types of quote unquote real job and I would wake up in the middle of the night um like worried I wasn't going to meet my sales goal and like worried I was going to get fired or oh my god I'm not going to pay my mortgage because it's a commission and oh, and yeah. now I still have the same worries like I'm a year almost a year into this and I, it's not like I'm making fifty thousand dollars right <laughs> I want to I'm not there yet, so I still have those same worries, but what's interesting is just like reminding, reminding ourselves, or myself anyway, that it's like, man, I still had those issues and those worries, so it's more of like getting my mindset right. Yes. And like believing. So I think that, I know it's kind of a long-winded answer, but no, I it's think good. the big thing was just me. <laughs> yeah, we get in our own way. And yeah. And it's so true, and you know, and I think we hear this all the time, from others but and we think it's kind of like woo woo stuff or whatever I, I know even back in the day like I probably would have been like yeah okay I get it but no, yeah I just whatever but now I'm like no it it's it's a real thing like it really is us getting in our own way and it is what we we believe what we tell ourselves and and it it really is I they really should teach more in school mindset and, and just the being open to to new ideas and thoughts and and being out there because it is it's amazing what the brain does for us and and how it can limit us and how it can just really let us go and just flow totally totally i'm reading um the dr joe dispenza book becoming supernatural oh it is oh. so good so good like scientific type of things where like this mindset is like has been proven um, like there was some really, you're gonna, your audience is going to be like, this is crazy, but um, I've heard it in another book and then he actually talked about it and like the study and research behind it. But there were, um, I, I'm going to butcher this a little bit, Ed, That's but okay. there was like jars of water and people 
like this the researcher would talk like really nice and like positive and like affirmations to this yeah. jar of water. And then there was another jar of water and he would be like, You just terrible things, negative yeah. things. And like somehow, I don't know how, what it was, but like the molecules inside the water over time actually changed based on- No. Like, like it's really crazy. I would just Google like jar of water study or something yeah. like to like get the, because I'm messing it up, I know, but it, it's like, wow, that stuff is really powerful. And something that's really interesting as we're talking about this that I'm, I'm kind of like realizing is um, I, I first started um, my whole entrepreneur thing with like an Amazon product for new moms. Oh. So, yeah, I did that while I was in sales and that's a whole other story. But that's um, interesting. You'll have to tell me either now or in a minute about like what it was, because that is really interesting that that's where you started. Well, it was a, um, it was a new mom, um, like scarf where you could hold your baby and like cover up nursing. Yeah. Like, thing and what was interesting is that like I wasn't a new mom at the time I had like a three-year-old so I was like beyond that but I was like oh this is so cute <laughs> so I got on like Alibaba and I sourced it and I came up with my like listing and all this stuff and I created a Facebook group because the guy that I was saying that I was following on how to do this um got bar sick or something like that um, for anybody who's interested um but he was like, you got to build a brand. You can't just sell a product. So I was like, right. well, I guess we'll start a Facebook group. So <laughs> started a Facebook group. And I still have that Facebook group, but it's changed names three times. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's evolved. And I think I think that that goes back to what we were talking about earlier is just to get started doing something. Yes. And it will open up doors to something else. Um, totally. Yeah, because I, I still have the products up, like every now and then I'll get a ding that's like, oh, this product sold and that's cool, but I'm not making millions. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and that's the thing too, is that that's where you started though. And, and you, I was gonna say when you said, you know, but I had a three-year-old, I'm thinking, yeah, but that means you actually had the brain space to like just breathe and like be able to get the ideas to come together because you know talking about mindset and the brain and everything i was in a workshop um not too long ago put on by uh score and they um were talking about it was all about the brain and it was fascinating to me that i i like to sleep anyway but i'm not like I'm not like crazy on let's sleep in and you know go till noon or anything never have been but um he the instructor was talking about how we needed to get rest and that our brains literally are trying to keep up with processing all day long that it's not until we go to sleep that it's can like actually think and piece things together and connect those dots and that's why we get sometimes those crazy dreams and we realize at three o'clock in the morning we had the bright idea it's because we've allowed ourselves to have that break and i don't know about you but for me i've always been in this nine to five schedule even for the most part of my entrepreneurship journey too where i'm like no i have to i have to be up at a certain time i have to you know be at the quote office and you're supposed to work eight to five or nine to six or whatever and be very structured which don't get me wrong structure is good and especially when starting out we need that but it's funny that in society itself we have just accepted those hours and, and that time 
and what I'm getting at in the long run here is that you're supposed to be sleeping from, you know, 9 or 10 p.m. to 6, 7 or 8 a.m. And if you don't, then you're in trouble. So if you take a nap at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you're looked at as lazy. And it's like, to me, I've learned that I can give myself permission to take a nap at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday if I want to, if it's going to help me be more productive and get me to the next stage, you know, and, and it not feel lazy. Because if I push through my tiredness, I am just burning fumes. Like I'm not being productive at all. Even though I think I am, I'm really not. So I don't know. Do you ever feel that way? <laughs> oh, it's so funny that you're talking about like you have this like the same schedule even when nobody was telling you to. Yeah. Literally. So I think, and this is kind of an interesting conversation um, to think about too, but I read an article about how like there's more women pursuing entrepreneur entrepreneurship than ever before just oh i bet and honestly that was a factor in my decision because i would always write like i have time freedom above i have financial freedom um like that was most important to me and i didn't have that even though i was in sales my time was very micromanaged yep (laughs) crazy but you gotta get into that routine and even when i left i still had my son in daycare from like 7.30 7.30 to like 6 or 6.30 whenever they closed. Yeah. One day I was like, why? <laughs> why? And I was like, it's because I felt like I needed to be sitting down at 8 a.m. because that's yes. what I've always done for a decade, sitting down at 8 a.m. And if it was like 8.30, I was like, oh my God, I'm lazy. Oh my God, my business is going to fail. Yeah. <laughs> and then one day I was like, honestly absurd that I'm paying extra money that I'm losing time with my son and let's be honest like I'm not that much more productive (laughs) than I than I would be if I just just got it all done in four hours yeah so I finally cut that back I don't take meetings now before like 10 um just because yeah I want to like warm up to the day and if I want to sleep in sleep in or if I want to go to bed late and that's, I, it's just like, it's so crazy though. It's like that, that meme of the horse who's tied to like yeah. the, what even, it's like a, a plastic chair or something. Yep. yep. I felt that way. And sometimes I still do and I have to be like, no, you get to do whatever you want to do. Oh, totally. I, I totally sometimes will still do that. Like a couple of weeks ago, a friend wanted to, uh, it was a Tuesday and they wanted to go to the pool and I was like, well, I could work by the pool and enjoy the views and take a couple dips in the pool in between whatever I'm doing. Or I could just stand in my upstairs office and look out the window at them repaving the street. And I literally had to stop and think for 10 minutes and debate with myself whether or not I should go. And I said, one, I'm wasting energy and brain power. Two, just go and you'll be fine you know that you can work from the pool they have the wi-fi and you know that it's just going to be a better all around and it was but i had to like have that conversation with myself and it's like come on let's just keep it moving (laughs) yeah it is it really is and there's like i know that there's studies 
that have been done that shows like eight hours is just like such a random amount of time and, and actually you start to decrease your efficiency and productivity at some point i don't know if it's like six hours or what what that what it is but it's yeah. like that is not the best way to work at all your mind can't, can't no definitely that long um so yeah it, it is interesting but it's also interesting how we just like stay in our boxes <laughs> oh yeah Big time, and it, it all comes back to routine, right? Like, especially the older we get, the more we want a routine. And and again, especially for entrepreneurship, it is good to have a routine. Um, I know for me, when I started out, I did have to literally, for myself, schedule my entire day from the minute I woke up to the minute I went to bed, even including walking the dog, eating snacks, having lunch, dinner, because, if I didn't, I was afraid that I wasn't going to do anything. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that that's good too, because now I've I've I was super strict, then I got super relaxed, and now I'm like finally finding that balance that works. But yes. you like I even have to put like, and maybe like this seems inauthentic, but I even have to put like Instagram story. Oh, that's like, awesome. Ten o'clock. <laughs> so that I do it because otherwise you can get wrapped up into like another project that maybe isn't as meaningful or, or that you've spent enough time on, you just need to wrap it up or I don't know. I mean, who knows, but it's yep. like, well, this is what I said they need to do today. So I got to follow the plan. No. And I love that you brought that up. So let's talk about that. Cause that is a big one for me. I love scheduling. I always say if it's not in the calendar, it's not happening. Um, and so for you to put on in on the calendar, Instagram stories, why is Instagram specifically stories important for you and your business? Like, let's talk about that because I love talking about social. Oh my gosh, yeah, I love social too, especially Instagram um, and LinkedIn now. But oh. um, yes, oh, we will have to talk about LinkedIn later too. But yes. Yeah, I like Instagram. It's very, like, it is, there's a billion people on it. It's like some people say it's saturated, some people say it's a time waste, you get lost in the scroll, like all the things. But. Yep when you know why you're using it. So like, I very rarely, I actually don't even have my personal account anymore. Um, so I get on there and do I get lost in the scroll sometimes? Sure. But I think that using um, Instagram to connect with people like you and I met, yeah. um, I've met tons of new friends. I've met tons of um, collab people that I've collaborated with in some way. I've met people who have referred me to clients. I've referred them just knowing what they do. Um, and then I've gotten new clients from social media without having a website. Like I literally just Love posted that. my website yesterday. Oh, congrats. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I had a website for like my community blog before. So it's, it's not technically true to be like, I've never had a website, but right. I really have only sold through Instagram and LinkedIn and Instagram stories. Okay. So, um, and do I, do you, is that like sustainable forever? I don't know. That's why I got a website. I'm working on my email list. Yeah. Um, but I think that especially like to go back to your question, like Instagram stories is so powerful because like literally you are in someone's like home you're at their work desk you're seeing their face like you're behind the scenes it's very real you're seeing what they what type of coffee they drink what type of beauty product they use what they're going i mean it's like and and they could be like a copywriting expert or 
sell whatever on Amazon. And they're right. probably going to talk about that in their feed. But stories is cool because you kind of get that relationship building content. Um, that's really interesting. But a lot of people, um, I, this is the last thing I'll say, and then I want to hear your thoughts on that. But oh, a lot it's good. of people starting out um, that I'll work with or that I'll just I'll be talking to are like, well, you know, as soon as I get enough money, um, I'm working on my website and yep. got to get these, I'm working on my logo and my business cards I just ordered and I'll pass those out. And it's like, wow, you have a tool in this thing that you carry around in your back pocket that connects you with hundreds, thousands of relevant people. And you don't need a logo. You don't need a website. You don't need colors. Um, you just literally start being valuable and making connections and makes it really hashtags, make it easy, um, to find what you're looking for, for people to find you just be valuable. And eventually it pays off. Does it pay off in a week? No. Um, but it does pay off like anything, like going to the gym. Yes. Don't lose weight in day one. Speaking my language. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll stop there. But yeah, there's lots of opportunity with Instagram and social media in general. Yeah, no, it's good. And I'm glad that you point that out because that's a big one. So I, honestly, I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram. I'm a, I'm a definitely a Facebooker. But again, I started with Facebook and I, I just feel like I can really dive deeper into my connections. Um, and with Instagram, I just haven't hit that yet. Um, mostly because I just don't spend a ton of time on there like I do with Facebook. And so, again, it's all that, what are you putting into it and what are you going to get out of it based off of that? And so when it comes to um, Instagram and what selling and social media in general, it's true. It's being able to connect with people on a human level and building those relationships. And that's why actually... Going back to the Apple job, that's why I was number one in sales. And I always told them, don't worry about my numbers. They'll come because it always, I always have been about the customer, the person, and being able to understand who they are, what they need, and how we can get them to where they need to be. And so I always tell people, don't worry about the numbers. Those will come. Worry about establishing and building the relationship. And once you do that, yeah, those numbers will come. And like you said, they may not come today, tomorrow, next week, or even next month. I've had people who come back, no joke, a year later and ask, like even when I was at the Apple job, people would come back and we were on commission and people would come back a year later and say, I wanna work with Ed. And I've had people wait almost an hour just to work with me. And it's like, they don't get anything extra. They don't, I don't get anything extra, but we get that human connection and that is weighs more than anything else so yeah it's true and when it comes to instagram it's one of those things that and maybe you can provide more insight on this but i noticed at least with my stories because i'm more active in stories um than my feed so many people see it and i've i've actually seen a lot more reach i guess in the hashtags uh section than i have in recent months which is cool but what's interesting is not a whole lot of action is taken and i don't mean necessarily a call to action to my website or to my email list you know because that could always be my verbiage and marketing and stuff but i mean like if you put a fun sticker on there for the the polls or asking a question or doing the little um slider yeah it's so interesting to me how many will watch stories 
but they're not engaging. And, and maybe it's just me, but it just, it fascinates me. Cause I'm like, you literally just wasted how many seconds watching this and you didn't want to just tap one thing. Like you don't even go anywhere. You just tap. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I think that, I think a lot of, I don't know. I don't know why that is, but what I think is a testament to that is that people are watching, people are listening, even if they don't know, even if you don't feel like they are. Um, like, and I'll give you an example. So, well, I had people kind of come out of the woodwork when I launched my, had an Instagram um, group program a couple of months ago, back in March or April. And uh, there were people that had reached out that were interested that I had never talked to before, that have never once said anything to me. And I, and I would see maybe they follow along, but I was like, oh, they probably like, not interested at all and here that and here they are so people are watching and on LinkedIn I don't say this hopefully this doesn't come across as bragging whatsoever but just to show people are listening so that's why consistency is so important because when when that happens people want to quit oh nobody's listening it's a waste of time blah 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 no people are listening so on LinkedIn you know there it, it's not like you're gonna get like it would be amazing to get 50 likes <laughs> Post. like that would be amazing at least for me like it'd be amazing to have like 10 um and for people like to comment and sometimes they do but it's, it's just very much like a different engagement yeah. over there but the last six calls that i've had have come from linkedin from people who have nice. not ever ever once liked a single post and they've said i keep seeing you on linkedin and yes. da, 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 da. and so you just and they would you know i heard this too when i was in sales like you got to keep calling you got to keep emailing yep. um so that would just be like a little pep talk just to if you don't think people are listening because you got zero likes or one like or whatever wherever you are like people saw it and they're going to keep seeing it when you keep showing up and that is going to be impressive in and of itself Oh, I love that. I'm getting chills because that is so true. I, that's that's what I tell people all the time. Um, in case you didn't know, I, I tell people all the time, the three keys to success in anything in life, uh, whether it's business or personal, is you have to show up, you have to deliver, and then you have to engage. And, and where most people and businesses especially uh, have the most opportunity, because I don't like using the word failure, the most opportunity is engagement. And thankfully, Facebook now is finally saying, hey, we want to weigh engagement a lot more than we have in the past. So start getting those comments. And so it helps my, make my job easier because now people can really see, oh, even from the top down, now it's coming. And so that that's huge. And being able to just keep showing up it is the thing and, and that's how I've gotten a lot of my jobs um, especially some of my biggest clients because they saw my Facebook lives yes. they they didn't comment they didn't they didn't like or share it but they kept watching and then when the time was right for them that's when they reached out to me and that blew me away oh my god yes <laughs> love it yeah I'm, yeah this isn't unique to me at all like it is just like it just happened yeah because it's so i 
I want to say it's so rare, but so many people give up. Like I, I, you know, I used to get, I'm, I'm working on this myself. Um, like upset when people that I would work with would come up with an awesome plan. They'd like go like, you know, awesome out for like two weeks. And then it's like, what? where are you? Like, yeah. and they're like, Oh, I just got busy. And then they haven't done anything in two months. And then they start again and then they get busy. And it's like, imagine if you went even just 90 days and you showed up consistently, not every day, whatever consistently means to you every other day or whatever. But That's you important. Yeah to a schedule, you not only feel awesome about yourself, but like your people are like, man, Dan, Dan, he just keeps showing up. They might not even listen to the entire story, but what is noticed, I think the most is, wow, I keep seeing him, he keeps showing up. And not a lot of people do that. So it, it is a way to stand out. And, but it's hard though. It's like mental toughness to keep, to yeah. keep doing that when you aren't getting like immediate gratification. It's so true. And and I also think uh, you brought up a great point about the, the ups and the downs of our, you know, showing up part. And I think it's also um, important to know seasons in our business too. Um, I don't think a lot of people talk about enough about this. And it's one of those things, like even when I started, I knew that summertime is typically a, a slow season for me um, just because, you know, everyone's, on vacation, taking the family and schools out and all of that. So you, you have to plan for that both financially and workload wise. Um, but then also now that we have the power of social media, I think that's something we have to also plan is our seasons in social media because you're right. You can totally burn out quickly by showing, trying to show up every single day and trying to be present. And especially when you're busy and all of that. So the fact, like you said, be consistent with whatever that looks like for you is huge. And, and to know, like I was just telling a friend the other day, I actually feel like I'm in, a, for the first time, I'm in a season of trying not to be very active on social. I'm still there and I'm still posting, but I'm not posting as much as I would like. And I'm not posting necessarily all the details of what I'm working on and doing. Um, and, and it's hard for me because I, I like to talk and I like to share and help people. Um, <laughs> but I am trying to be okay with this being the slow season, if you will, so that I can get things in order and put together to then have a good, consistent presentation when the time is right. Totally. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because that's the, that's the other thing is being consistent. You can talk about that all day long, but you don't want to burn yourself out. But it's just like, yeah, what what feels good? And I'm honestly, I, I don't know when I'm going to do it. I, I, like I, I said I was going to do it two weeks ago and I didn't, but I'm going to take an entire week off um, posting, which is a big deal for me. Yeah. Um, because I've started seeing my life in Instagram captions. And I think that's really unhealthy. Oh. And, and, like for myself but also like i write content a lot i write captions for other people not even content but captions so like i see a tree and i'm like i write a caption for it yeah <laughs> and i'm like wow you are crazy girl and so i um i'm trying to figure out when i'm gonna do it at least take a break for myself just because you do need a recharge like you're yes. saying um and but planning it and i think that that's 
the point is, is planning it and being intentional, not just like, well, I'm sick of social media today. I'm done with it. <laughs> and it's then it's so like true. next week, whatever. It's like, oh no, it's not too bad. But if you like have it planned, maybe you even, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if I'm going to schedule this for it. But um, yeah, it's just to like, yeah, be intentional. Like you're saying, be self-aware. And if you need a break, take a break. Um, huh. <laughs> and and so when it comes to your actual posts and stuff, how do you determine what your? I mean, you said that you schedule it in your calendar there, um, but how do you determine like what you're gonna post about? Because that's a lot of work trying to figure out what you're gonna post about and what's happening today and tomorrow. Do you schedule it out ahead of time or is it kind of like, nope, it's ten o'clock. I'm just gonna go and share something. <laughs> yeah, I never do that. <laughs> You're like, don't, it's burning my ears. That stresses, that stresses me out. People get stressed out. Like some yeah. people can do it. Um, a lot, most people though, I, I don't think can because they're also worried about showing homes or writing their book or like whatever the other thing is. And then it's like, oh crap, I gotta, what, what am I gonna say today? And then it's just like all day you're like, ah. And then when you do that, you're like typing from your phone and it's like, oh, it's hard to be intentional. So yeah. I, I, I am a huge fan of batching your content and using a tool like Planoly oh, yeah. on your desktop. And then I have like a content bank that I keep in Google Drive um, or Google Docs where like ideas that come to me, I just put in there. So I'm never sending down blank screen because that's smart. As far as like what to write though, I'm constantly like, what is my offer? Like, what is my offer? And even... And I'll be honest, like being a year into this has been a huge struggle for me. I was just going to say, yes. Like maybe we can talk about that in a minute too, because yeah. I'm like, oh, this is my offer. And then I'm like, oh my God, I hope I don't sell another one of these because I hate it. <laughs> or I'm like, oh my God, that's such a great idea. And then like nobody wants it. So it's just like, what are, what's my offers? Um, so even that alone is like a, a thing but thinking okay what's my goal what's my thing that i that i want to share what message do i want people to understand and it's i don't know it's called i call it like gap content i don't know what the word is but it's like where where are your people right now and where do they need to be to say yes to that offer and so like let's use coaching for example yeah a lot of people might not even know what coaching is why would you need a coach? What problems do you solve? Why is it worth what it's worth? So then you can write content about, you know, I spent 10 years in corporate America, spinning my wheels, going on, I don't know what I want to do cul-de-sac. And then I hired a coach and was it expensive? Yes, but I accomplished more in six months than I did in a decade. And yes. I'm taking one-on-one -on -one or whatever. You don't have to put an offer, but just kind of building, building the, the need for it um, is really important and sharing value, but making sure that value makes sense because also I think inspirational quotes can be quote unquote valuable but a lot of times people don't know what to post and so they just post a random motivational quote and now that's better than nothing at all but then if you do that over time a lot it's just like well I don't know like is your time being used the best that it could be on social media if you just maybe took two hours and put together a plan or an hour um of more intentional quotes that might maybe there are still quotes but maybe they align better with where you're going so 
No, I love that. You totally, totally make sense to me. And that that's something that I have to even myself get better at because I love social media probably a little too much. And so I just like to post like, this is what's happening. I'm one of those that for the most part, I could come up with something to post on the fly um, and still make it meaningful and intentional. But I probably would be missing the call to action, the, the real call to action. You know, what that question that you said, you know, what is my offer? Um, because I just come from that place of, I just want to educate. I just want to teach it out and share this. And then it's like, oh wait, but I do need to get paid somehow to keep doing this. So I know, I, you know, I forget sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, and so I love, Batch editing is totally a great thing. And it, it's actually funny. I did that really intentional for one of my businesses um, that it didn't really take off the way I wanted. I had planned, but that's okay because it wasn't really where I needed to be. It taught me what I needed to know for the next thing. So it paid off. Um, but it was the one where I actually spent a lot of time planning and, and building and creating all of the social stuff specifically instagram and i remember still like dreading it because it was such it felt like such a waste of time sitting there for an hour you know batch editing everything and then i was like no but it looks great like when i look at it and see it i'm like no that stuff really works good and now i'm even looking at it like i can probably repurpose almost all of this for what i'm working on now so it worked out I just got to do a couple swaps here and there and call it good. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's such a good point too. Yeah. Totally repurpose. Even now, like if you wrote something three months ago, you can repurpose it, copy and paste and just change up the photo or the photo is awesome. Maybe, you know, you can change it. Cause I mean, cause we think that people pay attention to us a lot more than they really do. Yeah. We think because we posted it once, maybe twice, everyone in the world knows okay. that. We did that. Yeah. And it's like, remember it all word yeah. for word. <laughs> and it's so funny. In fact, I just had um, one of my Edsters, we call them. Um, it's one of my, yeah, my Hey Ed network is a, it's a um, network for business owners who want ongoing business coaching and tech support. And so one of my members who they call themselves Edsters, I didn't name them that. Um, she, <laughs> she actually, we've been working on, you know, what she needs to be doing for her business and being able to um, go live more and just the whole thing about live broadcasting and just really getting herself out there and showing up like we've talked about. And she's on this retreat. And so she just messaged yesterday the, the whole group and shared a video of her just, her mind was blown at this retreat. And she's talking about how everything that she's being told from the, the retreat She's like, oh yeah, Ed's talked about that. Oh yeah, Ed's told me to do that. Oh my gosh, Ed did, you know, like just going on and on. And so she had to come on and tell all of us that it, it's again, it's kind of like, we know that our parents are right at what they're telling us, but we don't really want to listen. But if our uncle or our best friend says the exact same thing, we're like, oh, you're right. Yeah, I totally need to do that. And it, it's the same thing with our business and how we share content and, and um, put things out there. It's that we are the expert in our field. We know what we're talking about. We seek the validation from somebody else who's a total stranger, who's 
hoping we're hoping to see it and say yes you're 100 right here's my money which obviously that doesn't always happen ever really um and so we have to get away from that and really understand that we are the expert we have to show up we have to deliver and engage with others and then from there relationships are born and then from that point is when we can start working with the sales and starting to move forward and so yeah it, it's just one of those things i totally forget how i got here but it was one of those things that it ties into you know the fact that we really have to understand that what we put out there not everyone rarely anyone is actually seen the first i don't know seven to 20 times we put it out there um so we have to get out of our heads and just do that oh totally and you brought up like two amazing things yeah that you said right there one was people i think are more likely to because i'm sure you are sharing a crap ton of information that somebody could like go out and make money in their own business oh totally totally for free for yeah. free and there's also this other thing called google and yes. you can just literally google anything and you have an answer in like 0.3 seconds um however people pay attention to what they pay for so i i um i just did this thing about like free coffee chats i don't do those oh, anymore yeah because or have people pick my brain <laughs> because it's a waste of time honestly um I not just it. for me but for the person and yep. Um, I don't mean this in a, in a harsh way at all, but there's nobody that I've sat down and had coffee with for free that's doing big things right now based right. on what we talked about because they didn't always get in the game. Yep. So that's why I think it is, um, it, it, it's like, yes, somebody could Google something, but then they go to a retreat. Like I just had this happen. I'm no, in no way comparing myself to Tony Robbins, but, um, and my brother will probably get mad if he hears this podcast, but. <laughs> him and his girlfriend um, went to Tony Robbins. I had talked to him about like the story brand book about oh, yeah. like, in the guide and all this stuff. Like when it first came out, I don't think he like acknowledged it at all. He was just like, uh-huh. And then I get an email like in the middle of the night from this Tony Rob. Oh my God, Don Miller just talked at the conference. Be the guide, not the hero, blah, blah, blah. Like I was like, dude, I told you this. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I could have saved you how much money? <laughs> And I think that there's like a lot of other things that happen there, but I think that they got so much value out of it because they paid so much for it. Yes. I do, I truly believe that. And so that we could talk about pricing and all that, but the other thing that I, I think is worth noting, depending on like where your audience is and their journey is another reason why people don't start is because they feel like it's already been said, it's already been done. Yes. Well, it's never been said or done by you. And so I could be saying, every single thing the best business advice in the world oh my gosh i'm like rachel hollis of like instagram and nobody there could be like this person or this whole group of people who are, i'm just not resonating with but like sally comes in and starts saying the exact same thing but she has you know she skateboards and I don't know, has yes. like pet lizard and like people are like, oh, that's so cute. She's so cool and whatever. And so they listen to her and I'm like, I said that, you know, but I think that's just a testament to be like, 
nobody's coming in and saying it like you with your unique backgrounds and your interests and that type of thing. So yes, it's already been said. Literally everything in the world has already been said at this point. Um, it's, they're just We're just re-saying things differently. But the way that you say it, might really attract somebody. So don't let that stop. Um, I love yeah. the fact that you talked about the coffee chat part because that was that's something I think we all struggle with, uh, myself included, because I did, at, in the beginning, I think I offered it for a minute for free, not a minute minute, but I mean, for, for the beginning part of it, I offered it free. Then I added a fee to it. And then I realized, oh, you know what? I'm gonna make it free again, but it's only gonna be 15 minutes, not the 30 minutes, because that way I can limit myself too to not provide the whole kitchen sink to everyone. Um, and to also make sure that I point them in the right direction for my offer. And what I found was very, very interesting to me. What I found for the 15 minute free calls that a few people booked, they didn't show up. And I thought, you took the time to seek me out, to fill out the form, to schedule it, to even in some cases have the conversation beforehand. And then when it came time, nothing. And then there was no like, oh, you know, we had to go to the hospital or whatever. Like there was nothing. And in one case, there was communication that came a week later that acted as if it was the day before. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't know. I will do the 15 minutes for free, no problem, but I cannot stand wasting time. And, and so I was like, you know what? Can't do that. I got to put a price on it. And if we need to, we'll put it towards a credit for whatever we're working on. But like, I just can't because it's not doing me or you any favors. And even from the day one, when I started my business, I am not in the business of being a debt collector. I'm not trying to chase the money. Like if you want it, you got to pay for it. And I'm going to make sure that you get what you paid for. And then some, um, because I'm, I'm one of the good guys online. I'm not one that's going to try to scam you out of your money, you know? So that that's kind of how I've always looked at it. Yeah, I, I that's such a good way, yeah, to, to do that and to handle that. And I think that um, I think it, it comes down to just is it an even exchange of energy? Because I don't want to say, oh, I never meet anyone for coffee anymore. Right. Or it's not worth my time. It's oh, could I learn something about what this person is doing? Either that could be like beneficial for my next offer like what are they chat what are like almost like market research could i practice on them in some way and, yes and then it's like oh that feels really good but what doesn't feel good is when someone's literally just taking and also it's doing them no good because the problem with i'm assuming most of your people are like service-based businesses yeah is like our inventory is inside of our brains. Right. So nobody would go and I always use this example, go into a store and be like, Hey, could I could I take that shirt for a cup of coffee? Yeah. No, you can't. You would not do that, right? That's a good that's good example. Yeah. And that's the thing too. And to to be fair, if people were like, Well, actually I, I could, I could buy it and then return it, it's like, yeah, guess what? You put the money down though before you left the store. Like it's the same with the haircut. You don't go and get a haircut and say, oh, send me the invoice. No, you pay it before you leave. Yes, yeah, that's a good, I know, I know. I feel like you probably have a whole conversation about like pricing and 
Yeah. Poppers and all that stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's um, but like all of this stuff that we have talked about is just like a learning process. And yes. nobody's gonna have all the answers. And like, you're probably gonna mess up. You're gonna waste your time. You're gonna undercharge, all this stuff. Oh, big time. It's part of the process. Like you won't, you wouldn't get to like point B if you didn't go through all of this other. Yeah. Other, lessons learned <laughs> it's so true and so tell me what is it that you're kind of working on now um and maybe it's just the instagram strategy but like what it, what's big for you in this next couple quarters coming up yeah well i i am working on a course oh, cool. uh, which i'm super excited about but right now what i'm getting just really fired up and jazzed about is this the 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 personal brands of the person. Yeah. And so a lot of companies, um, I did a, like a lot of social media management for small businesses, but what I think is really interesting is like, who is the owner or who is that CEO behind the company? Yes. Because it's like, we have Elon Musk, we have Sarah Blakely, we have like Steve Jobs, like all of these um, leaders in the companies who had or have like, triple 10 times like the twitter followers of the company because people want to connect with other humans but also a lot of these people are shy to come out not even shy but just like they don't want to be conceited or take away from the company in any sure. way they play behind the scenes but i think right now there is a ginormous opportunity for those leadership people to step out from behind the scenes and leverage their personal brand for the good of their company and then maybe they don't want to do that forever maybe they in five years they want to do something else or be on a board or whatever but if you don't have a name for yourself and you're basically ungoogable yes um, it's going to be really hard to like show people that you are the expert, that you're the go-to, even though you are best known and better than best. So I work a lot with people that, um, for their own personal branding. So people think it's social media, that's a tool on the tool belt. Um, but at the end of the day, it's how can we make you be the best known in your niche, whatever tools we end up using. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Dive deeper into the conversation with this guest as well as others by going to yes2entrepreneurship.com forward slash podcast. Over there, you will find a list of all the previous episodes. And I hope that you'll continue to share out this podcast. And please be sure to leave a review in iTunes so that way others can discover this show and be able to realize they are not alone and that they have somebody they can count on to provide value and motivate and inspire them to keep moving forward. Together, we can make it happen. And like I always say, teamwork equals success. So go out there and do something great because why not?